Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. We broadcast live from a winter wonderland on it top is, of my hill. It is a humongous snowdrift. Mom also gave us biscotti to eat, but I'm realizing we really can't do that while we're talking. <laughs> biscotti is me... not like, I mean, if it had been a Fig Newton, we could <laughs> subtly munch. You know what? But... Give me a high sign. I'll push pause. We can we... crunch and munch, <laughs> and then we'll come back. Come back through. Yeah, you know us. We edit yeah, our broadcast very... <laughs> so well. We don't do anything embarrassing or untoward. Never while on the I air. I don't have a habit of yawning on the <laughs> podcast. It's never happened. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, we got through Thanksgiving. It was very fabulous. Uh-huh. That's way in the distant past now. It's been less Feels than a week. a long time ago still, now. It's I, like, that's done and dusted. We're on. We're mm-hmm. on to new territories. We did Thanksgiving. Then the day after Thanksgiving, pie breakfast. Then my birthday. Then the twins' birthday. Yep. And, yep. uh, and just peppered throughout in there. We had a few pukers. Not Perfect. not actually peppered throughout. It was at, it was not until the twins' birthday. Mm. Not until the last yeah. day of glory that mm-hmm. we have launched a new occupation. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So it's that de- we definitely did the hard pivot though because I we got through Thanksgiving and then on Saturday I was like, Judah, we've gotta get all of our pumpkins off the porch. So mm-hmm. we we did that. I left them there through Thanksgiving. All of those went into the back of the truck, except for that's not true. Not all of them. He forgot the one behind the porch swing, and there's a squirrel that has eaten its way completely through and into it. And he just keeps like crawling inside the pumpkin and having a heyday. Anyway, I still have to get that pumpkin out of mm-hmm. there. But my point here is that we got the pumpkins out. And then the snow came, like just yeah. right then the snow hit. Yeah, it was I'm not very sad. well timed. I'm not well sad timed. to have it seem like Christmas when it's time to get ready for. Christmas. You know, I have a really brilliant idea, but it's only about forty percent accomplished right now, mm, okay. and so we'll just wait and see if I do pull it off. But um, now that my house is painted white, I feel like. There are things I can do that I couldn't have done before when it was a weird gray, okay. green yeah. muddle. Okay. Um, but I feel like what I really need is a garland around the porch. Mm. So my amazingly fantastical plan here is I was like, well, what if I get... See, the problem is this is something... You wouldn't think that every pillar is spaced differently than every other pillar. There are 12 pillars. They are not equidistant (laughs) because one's like on one side of the porch, then the other side of the porch, then it goes around a corner and then you have a couple that were the same and then you have a shorter one at the end. Like it's just none of them are the same. Yeah. So I got some rope. I went to the length of watching a YouTube tutorial about how to make a loop at the end of it and bind it so i'm basically man from snowy river yeah you are yeah and i made i went out there and i measured and i've got hooks like little white hooks beneath every pillar and i'm like so i've got the length that i can put a garland onto okay and i can keep it from one year to the next where you can pull the greenery off and keep the proper lengths you see 
But then you have to number the rope so that you know <laughs> which one's which. Are you planning to like? But you can just go what, out get and Costco just go garlands and loop it. No, up I'll just get greenery and put it on the. Oh my word! Yeah, that's a yeah. lot of greens. It's a lot Where of greens. Where are you going to get those from? Next, you're going to have to get a tree climbing a cut tree down climbing a tree. Yeah, no, I think I'll just get cedar. And I'll I know make from the, where since you don't have a cedar tree. I have a daughter who has a floral license and orders from suppliers, so oh, I could just so, get cedar. But not I, or I right. could go buy a tree from the cheap Boy Scouts at the Hope Center and cut the branches off. Bega, that would take you about thirty of those this trees. Is why from I the said Boy I'm old. No, I'm not thinking I'm a massive forward. bushel. I'm just wanting a nice, tasteful garland. Anyway. Okay. I'll look forward to the fruit. You, you look forward to the fruit because I one have time, I have the rope. One time. That's the first, first step. Was it our, <laughs> I think it may have been our first Christmas tree. Our first married shot at a tree. Okay. It was. Yeah. But it's hard to remember. Yeah. Was we were definitely in the $3 Christmas tree market. Yeah. We were definitely oh, yeah. in the oh, like yeah. ain't nobody got money to spend on nothing <laughs> no. like that mood. <laughs> and... We got a ride with mom and dad out to Potlatch to pick to out. To cut one down? No, we or didn't to cut just... it. The Boy Scouts had yeah, some okay. that they cut. I think it was, I, they were more than $3. They were maybe $7. I can't be sure. <laughs> but they were cheap. Yeah. Because but they, they were, were just cut from the they woods. They were not the kind of tree that anyone has tended. Farmed. No, or looked into farmed. its shape or thickness. <laughs> Or anything. <laughs> it was the ones that the Boy Scouts just went and hauled off with somewhere and brought them. Anyways, we got them. We got the trees. And well, the reason we were with Mom and Dad is because they had a truck. Yeah. And we did not have a truck. So we got our trees stuck in the back of the truck. And then we were on our way home. And our tree blew out of the back of death's truck <laughs> given that it was a seven dollar willow wisp <laughs> it blew out of the back of the truck right as another truck decides to pass us oh no and <laughs> drives he dri drives over our christmas tree it because it was such a miracle of slenderness it, it wrapped the whole tip of the christmas tree around his like back axle like it was a it was really stunning because I forgot he passed it. us with our own christmas tree stuck on his back Anyways, 
<laughs> because what are you going to do with a tree that's really been through it now? I mean, nobody ever took care of it in the first place. And then after that, it got drug along the highway, wound around someone's axle. <laughs> oh my goodness. I yeah, think I remember yeah. that it was one of those awkward times where... I thought it was funnier than the man thought it was. Like, where the, not just yeah, me, but like yeah. everyone was apologetic and like, wow, so sorry that we threw our Christmas tree out at you, <laughs> apparently. But he didn't seem to oh, see boy. Oh, boy. how funny it actually that was. That was a yeah. treat to remember that. That was a good Christmas tree time. I, yeah, we had a lot of struggles in the early years with the trees because. We would go cut them down, but not at the farm because those are kind of spendy. Oh, Becca, you have a, you have an uber difficult Christmas tree cutting story. Okay, remind me where you guys took the hot tip and went. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh to remember it so we would go out and cut them and we for a while we were in this thing of you go out in the woods and you cut them down because you could just go to the gas station buy like a five dollar yeah. ticket and then you can just go off into basically most of idaho and you can cut down and come down with anything the yeah. and cu- bring it home and so i learned that it's much better to buy two tickets and cut two trees and when you get home zip tie the trunks together <laughs> You get a few more branches for your dollar there. Because <laughs> they're so scraggly in the woods. Like in the woods. Too slender. They look very luscious in the woods. But that's because you're looking at it with green behind it. Yeah. Then you get it home and it's like there are four branches on this. So anyway, buy two, guys. If you're in this If you're pickle, in the market. Yeah. This is a hot tip. We've done it accidentally where we cut down two different kinds of trees, though, so it was like mm. different, different needle patterns <laughs> when you're decorating. Like, mm. But anyway, um, <clears throat> then some friends told us, oh, we have this great connection. These friends of ours, they have property. It was really close to town. They just had trees around, and they said, you can just go cut any of them down and then put a check in the mail for 10 bucks and send it to them. So that was fantastic. So we did it and you didn't have to go out in the mountains, which we did one time. Well, not one time I had to do it just with Nate and we had all the kids because Ben, we started and then it was like Ben had to go back for class. And so Nate and I ended up doing it and the kids were in pajamas and all my groceries were in the back and it turned into a whole day of it. Anyway, It was like, this is great. We can just stay right here in town, cut down a tree. It's fine. Mail a check. Then, I think it was maybe a couple years later that, I don't know why we hadn't done it in the intervening year. Maybe we just forgot. But we're like, oh, what about that one? That's what we need to do. So we went on out, trooped around, gave a good look to all the trees, (laughs) and settled on one. And it was just whacked it on down. It was right down kind of, you know, in full view of their house. I mean, it was like their house was just right up there. And we just (laughs) cut this tree down and took it away. And then (laughs) when we got home, I couldn't find the address. So I I called um, our friend who had told us about it in the first place. And was like, hey, I need that address again so I can send them the check for 10 bucks. 
And she's like, oh no, they sold that. They moved. They aren't. <laughs> they aren't there. And we seriously just stomped all over in front of their house. Taking the kids camping the trunk out even. Gave a shake to a number of different <laughs> trees, sawed one down, drug it away in the full light of day. You're like, nobody minds, we're gonna send them a check. <laughs> Ten dollars. Needless oh. to say, the Merkles have not been back to no, that we Christmas tree farm. No, we didn't return. They haven't gone there to do it again. And you wonder if they ever saw us. Were they standing there in the window? Asking oh, man. questions, calling the cops on you, you know, being like, were they just, did they ever miss it? Did they wonder where's <laughs> that good old tree we planted? I don't know, but we definitely just went and poached a tree and that was bad of us. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's one of the things you're not supposed to do is tree yeah, poaching. No. You're supposed to go on the land you're allowed to go on. <laughs> and I know, they them. give you like a little map. We go. It's like to here's the, where you we're can the go. Christmas tree lot people now. We're uh, we we're are too. just like are just too. get this thing yeah, done. It's like everyone. We're driving to Tri State. Yes, yeah, I done. like sit in the car. I'm like uh-huh. just get a good one. I know they all go over. My I have a real solid practice, and there's a lot of things in my life that I feel like whoa, I'm coming back to this again. Yeah, yeah. That I we'd grown out of me feeling like it's important to buy a really prickly Christmas tree. Oh, but I am like just buy one that is prickly because it's better uh, than if you get one of these soft, <laughs> luscious, inviting trees. You have invited people to get involved with the tree oh, in ways true. that it's true. I still remember the glory of sometime when I was morning sick and I was laying on the couch with the Christmas. We got the Christmas tree up through mm-hmm. Herculean efforts. Mm-hmm. And then Titus was standing on the arm of the couch trying to do something. <laughs> he lost his balance. <laughs> he was little, but he, he jumped when he lost his balance <laughs> and just jumped into the Christmas tree and like slid down the Christmas tree like it was like a fireman pull just dragging the garland down the tree like as we had put a garland around yeah. it dragging yeah. the garland down the side of the tree yeah. was very funny but what I was gonna say is um these are the things that I think matter I would always have a basket full of soft ornaments that were like just fun little like fun ornaments yeah that was things that toddlers were allowed to play with like sure. because I never I don't understand the let me make a really fancy object that is going to be a huge no touch yeah. and we're going to get a yeah. big scene going. But I didn't want them. There were always plenty of ornaments. I didn't want them to get into on the Christmas yes. tree. So I was like the Christmas tree in general was not, it was mostly just not inviting to touch because yeah. it would be pokey. Yeah. And then we'd have a basket of mm-hmm. ornament toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they, we could do that this year for the dog. The, yeah, she's probably the dog one who will be most tempted by ornaments. Maybe mm, Dottie just maybe. doesn't. Indeed. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah. yeah, Dottie doesn't seem very Becca, interested lately. You have forgotten. I was telling Becca this just today that GSP puppies, at least, I'm pretty sure are just terrible business for the first two years of their life. Then they become delightful. And yeah, then you understand them and they understand you and the family knows what we mean when we say things to them and 
everyone's kind of like, we understand you. Yeah. And uh-huh. it's easy to forget with Derby, who is our old dog, that Derby was yeah. also just At appalling, appalling yeah. for some stretches of time. Where yeah. I was like, yeah. for what reason do we put up with you? Was the <laughs> What have you ever done uh-huh. for us? Uh-huh. That's been, I remember... I have to remind myself of that because maybe who was last Christmas's gift is much better. She's much better in many ways than she used to be. And she's just, just the worst in other ways. It's just, (laughs) but her recent trip was that (laughs) I already told Becca this, but just to give you all a real head start on Advent feeling like anything is possible. This is what (laughs) happened at my house. I was like, Advent is coming, have to get things out of my closet in the random bags that I've stuffed them around in, get things in order, get whatever. Take Dominion. I did. I wrapped some Christmas gifts. I got some things all, like I was sorting out the Christmas stocking fillers. I've got those all in bags. Everything's ready to go for that. It's really getting ahead on life. And I left a few things on my bed Mm. that were for Advent at different times. Yeah. Reckless. Then I had to go to school pickup and I made sure maybe it was outside because I don't leave her being such an uncertified animal as she is. She has to be in her kennel or outside if I'm sure. gone. I don't just leave her loose in the house. Right. But I forgot that mom lives in our basement right now. And so with mom living in the basement, the dogs think to go yeah. ask her about letting them in. Yeah. So... I was gone, and I think maybe was just weeping in the snow outside of mom's door. So mom calls me and said, can I let her in? And I'm like, oh, yeah, because I'll be home and not very long. You know, like, it's fine. Let her in. But I, that was the foolish, (laughs) foolish, foolish me. Rookie mistake. Yeah. But mom, I think, thought it was foolish of me because she came up. I think she let her in, and then she went downstairs, and then she came back up because she thought... Maybe I shouldn't have left maybe in the house. Whatever. But in this short interlude where no one was looking, <laughs> maybe got into our room, jumped up on our bed, which is, is a huge area in which she's not allowed anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Ate two chocolate oranges, <laughs> shredded a bag of, like, peppermint taffy, which <laughs> and left chunks of it stuck in the rug, like the <laughs> <Okay>. carpet. <laughs> Tore through a bag that had, I think, to get to the chocolate uh-huh. oranges, she tore through a, like, paper bag that had uh-huh. stuff in it. Good, good. It was a scene of great <laughs> carnage. And yeah. then, the worst part is that the fiendishness did not stop with that because now we had a dog who was on a massive sugar high <laughs> for the rest of the evening. And she was so bad, so bad for the whole rest of the, like... Into the night when she yeah, was just like perfect. wouldn't stop barking at eleven. Oh, I mean, we word. were like this. <laughs> I think she puked somewhere. <laughs> what I'm saying is, we're yeah. off to the races yeah. real gloriously. It's great. it's great. Getting ready for Christmas, and yeah. our dog is helping. And uh, yeah, there's nothing I'm not ready for right now. <laughs> if only I can have the dog's help. Mm, and you're down to basically two weeks, rounding off a little bit. Two weeks to the due date. Just rounding off quite a lot, actually, but... It's like two weeks and three days. No. Yeah. Two days. Two weeks and two days, Rach. Well, whatever it is. Yeah. It's a little long. It is. 
<laughs> it is. There's a lot that I have to get done in those two weeks and two days when I think about my list. Yep. It's a little... Um, me too. Bang on me too. But yeah. I <clears throat> continue by my wise path of going to bed before I start <laughs> itemizing it for everyone else. So <laughs> I, but in that way, I managed to keep kicking the to-do list down, down the road, the road. Well, by being like, good. never mind about this. I'm going to yeah. go to bed now. I you know. haven't even really begun Christmas other than my rope, which I feel good about. I... I feel strong. I thought you said your robe, but no, no your rope. My rope. rope. I've got a pile of rope, and we'll see if I look forward to this. Yeah, you will blossoming. look forward to it. Blossoming endeavor. <laughs> uh, it's a smart plan, you have to admit. It's a really good idea. Rachel's not going to admit it, but it is, everyone. I don't, I don't understand. I, I'm, I don't understand why you think I don't think it's a good idea. Hmm. I can sense it. I only bring to your attention the vo sheer volume of branches you need to get. That's yeah. Odd. No, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Because each, each length is probably 12 feet. Yeah. And then it'll be like got, the New Jerusalem. Yeah. It'll be like 10, <laughs> 10 of those lengths. 144 cubits <laughs> by 144 cubits. Yeah. <laughs> but, exactly. But see, I, li I tried this out though. It's a great plan because with those little hooks, they just kind of blend in and I can just go out there and simply plop the garland on. You don't have to be, it'll be really pre-measured. You know, you'll simply plop 144 feet yeah. of handcrafted yeah. garland. And yeah. that's the part. The plopping is not the you part that wait. I felt like was going to take you Higgins. down. Yeah. You just wait. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. I'll be happy mm -hmm. to wait. And when you text me a picture of it, I'll be happy to eat my words. <laughs> But, yep. Uh-huh. You but, see what I've done is I've essentially made a built-in garland. Uh, from year to year, it's built-in, Rach. I know, Becca. It's always that. yearning for permanence. Yeah. 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 I've done it. That's good. I know. Happy for you. Yeah. You've done that. So, what are your spiritual admonitions for everyone, Rachel, in this season? Mm, of Advent? <clears throat> I think, you know what I think is something we should all bear in mind? It's probably a little ironic to say when here we are in a scriptless podcast, but <laughs> I I think that the the old verse about in a multitude of words sin is not absent. Oh, you don't say. That's, that's the that's my life I slogan think right now. That right there is something that people would do to remember, even in the world of the internet. I know everyone thinks that that's an Even. exempt. Yeah, no, they think it's exempt. They think that somehow this is being on base. When I'm on the internet, I can say whatever I want. <laughs> what I want. But I think that if you're the sort of person who types thousands of words in comment threads, I think we should just remember that in a multitude of words, sin is not absent. You know, I feel like that's being <laughs> brought home to me every time I look at the internet. <laughs> well, there's no doubt there. And I think it's true, like, especially with holidays coming, with everybody seeing their family that, you know, I feel like the old go ahead and bite your tongue might be... I think that not saying things is often... I actually just told my husband the other day I had a conversation 
with someone and I was like, babe, I don't know that what I said was all that. And I was like, but if you could see all the things I didn't say, <laughs> yeah. I, I slayed in that yeah. conversation. Yeah. And a couple times, a couple times, no, more than a couple in my life, I have thought, gosh, you know, I really think that what I ought to do is write a frank email addressing mm. in a calm way what I think is the issue here. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that it can be a really good idea to to sit down and write that email and then don't send that email. <laughs> don't. Just don't send it. Look at it and think, right, guess what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to not send that. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I'm not saying you never can. I just mean that, like, there are times where if you say to yourself, I think I'll give that 48 hours and then I'll revisit it and see if it I think still the question, seems like a good idea. The question of is this actually really worth me doing is always fair there. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be... Uh, sort of like you should just ask yourself to what end. Yeah, Because totally. I feel like in these days everyone feels like you have to say things because you have to be true to yourself to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, thousand percent. And so it's like, this is my truth that I must speak in the, in the comment thread. Uh-huh. And or, I, everyone needs me to, right now, to yeah, step like, in and make I it clear. Yeah, if I don't say what I think. I've been I'm, really thinking, that this is my latest thing about all kinds of things, has been thinking, uh, you know who could ruin everything? <laughs> me. <laughs> Guess he could be the person. Uh-huh. He could do uh-huh. it all. He yeah. could take us all down. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, because I think a lot of people feel like... And, and this is reinforced in every department. What are you doing? Your clock is an hour off. I'm, I'm fixing oh, it Oh, there's for a you. button up here that you can simply adjust. Oh. Anyway, um, <clears throat> it is an hour off, so though. Why we have you not bothered no, to I, adjust you it? You know, that's a good question. All right, never um, mind. I'll, I'll re- get out of all of your advanced settings. I didn't even know those were possible. So I was learning a lot as you thumbed <laughs> through the settings. Anyway, um, what was I saying? You, oh, that everyone now, I think, feels like you have to vent. You have to speak your, your feelings. Truth. You need to say it. You need to... No, and there's actually... There's plenty of times when what you really need to do is die to yourself and say something. And yeah. I... And yeah. I... So, I as much as I think what we're saying is... I think it's all about knowing yourself. Like, are you the person, are you more likely to be a coward? Yes. And not want to say something like you really shouldn't move in with your boyfriend. Yeah. Or are you more likely to be the person who is like, I think calling people out on everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and probably you need to lean against whichever it is. You need to probably be mortifying the flesh one way and, and leaning in a different way. You might be the kind of person who bottles it all up and then lets it all fly in one giant, huge, and especially if you start feeling like you need to bring up. And then there was that time when you were 10 that you whatever you know like I do think there's some people who tend to rather than say hey I think that comment was inappropriate they decide to to revisit everything about you that I've always had a problem (laughs) yeah and I think that the reality is that 
they that there's a lot of like life is I mean I hate to say cyclical but in a lot of ways it is like there are temptations or things that you think that you've grown out of mm-hmm. but you actually literally grew out of them like you literally yeah. were just not in that you didn't zone get the victory you it just... wasn't that you became yeah. so godly that that no longer troubles you mm-hmm. it was that it no longer troubles you because it's not actually part of your yeah. life all the time yeah but there are ways in which you like go back to revisit the same you know like like um just enough time passes you're like yeah. back to the same and i think that that's when there's a huge temptation for things that you maybe we're not actually like bitter about or like like where you want to start digging into memories or things yeah. that's like actually you should not do that you no, know like let's... but it's it really is like what is the purpose of this is it just so that you can vent or is it to it's try actually... to hurt the other person right or is it is this really actually a godly step towards peace or reconciliation yeah and i that's actually a real the what is the point of all of this is it great uh, it's a yeah what's the what is your desired outcome and i think that if people stopped for a minute and thought really what's my desired outcome with this and if you're really brutally honest with yourself and you think so that then they'll feel terrible you know it's like well plus there's a really good there's a good thing that i've had to do sometimes where you realize that your relationships are not all um, equal. They're not yeah. going to be your relationships all over the place. And they're not even consistently equal with the same people in your life. Like, you won't always have the same relationship to different people. Yeah. And that's and that's a real gift that mm-hmm. that's part of body life. It's part of us helping each other when people yeah. are in different phases. Like, yeah. if you just think about the role of a mother... You're like, well, you, you, who you are to your children changes very dramatically until yeah. it ends with you actually being the one who needs their care. Right. Right? Like, you yeah. you go from being, I do everything <clears throat> for these people, yeah. to being, like, they, I need them yeah. really badly. And that that's, a, that that's a good thing, but that there are phases in your life where you notice those transitions. Like you notice these moments of like, wait, this is a person that I used to be able to assume would be able to encourage me or pick like, like I used to treat this relationship in one way and it's not the same. And there have been times that I think is so healthy to be, to recognize I am never going like right now not uh, just saying I'm not the needy person in this relationship right. and I'm not going to be and it's not and there's nothing wrong with the fact that my role is entirely supportive yeah. now and not the like you scratch my back I'll scratch your back like because right. I think women get into that where there's like someone who encouraged them at one time and then they get weirdly demandy that the relationship has to stay yeah. that exact way yeah. like Nobody can, you know, and this is how guys, this is how you have people who have really major like burdens and things in their life that people even know about. Like, yeah, like people know that you have a majorly degenerative disease or something. And yet people still come to complain to you about 
really petty things. Yeah. Uh, this is not me. You can. I'm not talking about my own degenerative disease. But I'm saying. No. Yeah. You can know people who, because their role has been the role of encouraging people and supporting people, that it's like everyone wants to just keep them there. Mm-hmm. Sort of like you're yeah. still obligated to do this instead of us recognizing yeah. that actually you probably have bigger things going yeah. right now yeah. than to hear my big Hufflepuff about. Yeah. You know, yeah. someone who was rude to me. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I think that there's just, I think we're all, there are a lot of people that I know right now are going through major kind of growth mm-hmm. stretching times. Mm-hmm. And I think Christians as a whole, I suspect it's more than just who we know. I suspect it's kind of the way the world has just shifted in so many yeah. ways is putting a lot of Christians into different, yeah. um, leadership roles or you know like there was a giant musical chairs just occurred you know over the last few years and and I do think everybody's in different places but I think I like when I was bringing this up earlier I wasn't necessarily feeling like it was in one-on-one of course there's that if there's somebody that you talk too much with sure maybe sin is not absent but I think I just mean we're surrounded by so many conversations all the time if you're on social media like it's in your pocket 24 7 you have access to just like huge numbers of conversations Mm -hmm. and squabbles and somebody doing it wrong and I need to bring it to light and I need to shine a light on this and then I need to fight in the comment section with everyone who disagrees with me and I think particularly for women it's like what what is it what is it you're doing what <laughs> what are you doing because it's noticeable that the older women are supposed to teach the younger women to do very practical very tangible things mm-hmm. which is loving your husband and loving your children and shining a light on hypocrisies across the country is is not maybe what we're called to as much <laughs> as a general rule. I'm not going to say no woman woman is. I just mean let's just keep it general. Older women teach the younger women to get out of the comment sections <laughs> and to take care of your kids and your husband and your house. Mm. And you know what I mean? It's like, even if you're not the one, like the multitude of words, sin is not absent. Even if you're not the one generating the words, you can definitely be the consumer of it. And it just feels like, you know what? There's better things right now to do. Impossible. Go make a gingerbread house. It'll take up a lot of time. I did did it the last (laughs) time we did this. Didn't I tell you that I needed to sew? Baby blankets? Yeah, you did. I did you it. Said that. Oh, well done. Yeah. Nailing on. it. I feel like I need to pull up a picture to Getting show you. the D To done. show you that I did it. Okay, do it. Show it. It's not show the off. case. It's not the case that I will. Yeah, see, look. Oh, they're so cute, guys. They're all like little manly flannel blankets. Yeah, like they're a little, little woodsy. A little woodsy. They're little plaid. They're very cute. Yeah. But anyway, it's, I did Super that. Cute. I'm almost done with nice. the baby train socks. Nice. Well, almost is an exaggeration. For some reason, those the second one of those, every time I've made them, the second one has nearly taken me down. With, <laughs> it takes a long time to get them done. 
But I'm almost done with those. And then I... Have you made your... To make a couple hats. cookies? No, I have not made the Springerly yet. Um, but that's one of the jobs that is I yet tried me. making the uh, pastel donatas that oh, I yeah. Were they good? showed you. I'll tell you that was a that was a journey of you've got to make it once in order to understand why the different processes what you need mm-hmm. to do. Were they good though? In the process. Nowhere near as good as the ones we ate in Oxford. Mm. However, so it was this, it's this Portuguese pastry that uh-huh. I had in Oxford and I showed Rachel. It's, they were unbelievably good. So what I did, this, the one recipe I tried, had you make this dough and then you run it, you, you like subdivide it into smaller chunks and you run it through your pasta machine until it like you keep getting it thinner until it's on the thinnest setting and you would think that seems silly I could just roll it but I think what that does is it makes it a even width the whole way through you know what I mean like so the sides are the same width then you brush it all down with melted but well no softened butter and then you roll it up in a tight little roll like a cinnamon roll and then you slice it and then that little spiral you put into a tart pan shell and then you kind of like get your thumbs wet and push it out to be uh-huh. the right shape but it's so funny cuz like i slightly ruined the butter situation because i um melted it instead of it being soft Mm. and I was like oh that's fine and I put it on melted but I think it really like I feel like there's just things like that and then because of that I didn't end up using all the butter because I was like oh this is I'm sure this is fine Mm. anyway it's like no I think you really it's a different way it's a different way of doing a laminated dough so well, the thing that was really interesting was when you sliced it, and I used like a thread so that, you know, I sliced it sort of thin where you you mm-hmm. keep all those layers, but you're aiming to have the bottom of the shell be thinner than the top, and so that takes a little bit. And then the other thing is you realize like, oh goodness, if I cut them too thin, then it doesn't quite reach the top. Anyway, then you fill it with a custard, and then I was baking too many things, and I was supposed to bake them at 500, and I preheated the oven looking at the wrong recipe, and I only did it at 400. Mm. So I think that that kind of threw off the whole overall venture. But next time, I feel like I'm ready for it, and they were definitely good enough to repeat. Hmm. I just am going to have to, like... It's funny, like, doing it once, and then you're like, okay, I see what I need to do with the log. I see how I need to cut those slices. I see what I need to do with my thumb to make it, you know, right work right. Anyway, it was a fun little process, though, and it's not very hard. It's just fiddly. Right. But... I have a few things that you do. Like, the butter, that seems obvious to... I mean... That seems like a thing that has gone wrong for me before. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, d- I've done that. King Arthur has a recipe for oven-roasted strawberry rolls, like a cinnamon roll. Ooh, where good. you roast the strawberries in Ooh. the oven. Yeah. And they get 
unbelievably flavorful and fabulous and then I you bet. and then you roll them up in like a cinnamon roll and they're so they're these strawberry rolls. Ooh. Really good. That sounds great. Looks like a total massacre has occurred. Like how are you gonna keep sloppy strawberries in a roll <laughs> when you once you get them rolled up and then yeah. you're trying to cut it and get them into the pan and you're like Yeah. I don't know what answer there is to that. Like yeah. I but it still was worth it's like funny how that it made a huge mess but it still is mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. that good it's yeah. like oh that was really worth yeah. doing well and the pastel de nata was very like it was a basic little custard not hard the dough i think yeah so i'm gonna have to try that again for christmas it was definitely a fun little mm -hmm. fun little thing so that's fun anyways I don't know. I can't remember what I think I need to bake for Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I'll just need yeah. to survive it indeed. right now. Indeed, indeed. And I'll probably make some things when I feel like I can. Yeah. When, though, Rachel? Oh, I don't know. Sometime in the next two weeks and three days. Right? Two days. Well, that's assuming that the due date is any kind of an actual deadline. <laughs> you yeah. know. I would say in about three days, you should just treat it like, okay, now it's my due date. I'm going. I'm going to I'm gonna do it now. Well, as soon as I get to 38 weeks, I don't feel bad trying to make yourself go into labor. Yeah, exactly. Before that, you're you like, feel... I'm basically on time at this point. Yeah, and you always know that you're not. I'm really uh, a cynic about getting yourself into labor, though. Because yeah. every time I would see, like, a pregnant woman, someone who's clearly... As Dorothy Sayers said in one of her things, like a merchant ship making for harbor, yeah. which is how it feels. Like yeah. the prow of the uh -huh. boat is uh -huh. way out there and it's loaded <laughs> down, loaded down with stuff. But every time I'd see someone in that phase, like out walking, like where they're clearly yeah. uncomfortable, uh-huh. I just... I know it works for some people, but I just can't stop myself from wanting to be like, just go home and take a nap. Like, literally, this will get you nowhere. <laughs> Your desire to walk in the mall is admirable. It will produce nothing. It'll just make you tired. Don't eat spicy food. Who would do that? You're just going to give yourself the worst heartburn you ever had. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I feel hardened and calloused to making yourself yeah. or anyone go into labor. I'm yeah. like, mm, just, yeah. just don't. But yeah. I might, maybe it's been long enough that I'm back with delusional thoughts again about, <laughs> I can do this. I could, yeah. I could walk up and down my stairs and make myself go into labor. Wouldn't that be great? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then when I notice I'm about to give everyone a talk, I'll have to go to bed anyway. So I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 <clears throat> yep. Well, so any hot tips for the hot universe here before tips. we sign off and go make dinner? What are you making for dinner, by the way? I have no thoughts right this minute. No. A roast for... Uh, oh, that was good. Yeah, my kids are... Um, uh, you did it no. on time. You thought about it on time. No, I didn't. Back up. It is the requested birthday dinner for the twins. Mm -hmm. But Chloe, who was one of the twins, was sick on their actual birthday. So oh. we didn't do their birthday dinner sure. on the night when she was sick because that would be rude. Yeah. So yeah. now it's... we, But we bought all the stuff to do it that night. Mm. Now everyone mm -hmm. is 
well, mm-hmm. so I'm making it tonight. Yeah. But so okay, it's I, not as much of a preparation. I will tell you, I am not a person who gets like enthusiastic. I think about beans, baked beans, or whatever. I mean, they're fine. It's fine, but I do not like wax eloquent about it. But you have put in a lot more time, like starting with dry beans, doing interesting things with beans. I made a bean side dish the other day that I could write a poem about. Like it was so good. I, it was stupidly delicious. And it was, um, you know, that guy Guga who has the YouTube channel on grilling meats. Have you ever seen him? He's like Brazilian. No, I don't know. Okay, well, I can't. Think it was of his right recipe, now. but it was like, I feel like it was onion that you sautéed, and then I, um, oh, I know what it was. He said to deglaze the pan with marsala wine, but I didn't have any, and so I went. What was and, the pan? What did the pan have in it before that he was deglazing um, it from? Okay, so it was like onions. Oh. And so it was just the bean recipe that, that, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was, um, but I didn't have Marcella wine. So I went and had a look through the sort of like, you know, the back cupboard of strange liquors that you've had to buy for recipes. Who is this? I don't know. Okay. But you know what I mean? How you end up with, that's your husband actually, Rachel. Can you pause it for a second? Uh huh. Uh huh. We're back. To, we just had to take We're a minute back. to double check if we left a kid in town or. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. No, um, I didn't have Marcel wine, but I found a bottle of sherry, I think, from the corners of somewhere mm-hmm. and used that to deglaze the pan. And then you put in like tomato paste and then pinto beans and cover it with water and just let it simmer with like a bay leaf for a while till it like mm-hmm. thickens on down it was ridiculous like it was so delicious with crushed red pepper flakes it was amazing I'm totally going back to that one and it's random because again I'm not a person who's like you know what I would really like to I fix feel like everyone I, have to, I feel like I have to enforce on you what we do with our kids which is that we're like no you do actually like you do actually like cheese you just I do like cheese. You don't have I to know, force not, that. I know not it's not cheese, but I mean when a kid's like I hate fill in the blank, you know, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Or he's like, "No. You just it's you can say they're not my favorite alone or it's mm-hmm. not my, you mm-hmm. know. But it's funny sometimes cuz you're like, "Oh, actually I do love a bean when it's prepared in a way yeah, that no, I like I it. Make, I love it." No, I make beans. I'm just saying that like I have never put in I feel like you've you've bought the bulk huge bags you've done pressure canning I'm always like I use beans like a sick amount like I we have beans all the time like soup night you can't even believe how many beans I've got flying around yeah but just as a side dish I don't usually weirdly I actually think the beans while they're fine from a can like I don't it's not like I dislike them it's not like a uh but just cooked from dry they're just a lot better Mm, i believe you but i'm just saying that this was a really magical side dish it's like um well it doesn't matter oh i know what it was beans it was bacon no you started off with a bunch of bacon snipped small 
okay. Which you fried. Then you put the onions in. Then you deglazed it with the sherry. Then yeah. put in tomato paste and chili flakes and salt and pepper and the beans. And then covered it in water with bay leaves. Let it simmer for a while. And then he mashed a few of them to kind of thicken the liquid. But I just boiled uh-huh. it till it was the consistency I wanted. But it was it was all that. Yeah, it sounds good. I was going to say, though, that canned beans don't have anything that makes you taste... You don't taste the cannedness, if that makes sense. Like, uh, like Bisquick, like a, like a mix pancake. You taste You can that. taste the... Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's like a It's a metallic. leavener thing. I can always taste it, like, in the back of your yeah, mouth. Yeah, it's you, like a metallic something, something yeah. going on, yeah. And I think... Like crusties pancakes. I think has it's, that? Yeah, I think it's actually so that it will be foolproof. I bet you. I, that's what I think it is. I think it's leaveners and things that make it... Probably. That try to make it work no matter how wrong you do it. <laughs> sort of. Anyways, the point is, beans aren't like that. Like, I, you can't taste it and be like, this was a pre-canned bean. Right. But somehow, when you cook them from dry, they just taste yeah. better. Yeah, I believe you. I do. I don't do it all the time. I just, you know. But we do when I make, like, we do the Mexican thing and I'm making a big pot of black beans. It makes more sense to make a big pot from dry than to do something else. So Totally. Yeah. Well, Well, sounds fun. Now that we've sort of wittered on about beans unnecessarily, we should probably... we, We are speaking from, I mean... A pulse capital of the world. <laughs> but we don't grow beans especially. We grow garbanzos, but which are beans. Yeah, but that's Legumes what I'm saying. and pulses. <laughs> we do like lentils and garbanzos. And split peas. Yeah. Yeah. But garbanzos are relatively new here anyways, yeah. so I I mean what who can stop us it's now? It's actually we... interesting that we grow garbanzos and we grow the wheat that gets shipped to the Middle East that or because flatbread. it's especially good for some kind of a flatbread. There might be a correlation like, there. We it might, might be. We might just have a what it takes to pita. have. Yeah, to mm-hmm. take have a really magical Palouse pita. We do have good gar- like the local garbanzo beans are good. Actually, the local lentils. Oh, those are also are real good. Gorgeous. They're those little dark ones. <laughs> You know, those little, like... To use the official term. <laughs> well, I was going to try to come varieties. up with a name. No, there's a French variety. When I was reading that, um, the cookbook I was telling you about lately, it was talking about um, they only use these imported French lentils. Mm-hmm. And it said, except there's one little region between Washington and Idaho, and they grow the same variety... And they are really good quality. Anyway, they're those um, little. They're they're smaller, and they're not that sort of pay, sort of putty brown color. They're a dark, like a really dark, smaller lentil. Right. So you can buy the um, Palouse. It's Palouse brand, which is not. It's not the chipper chicken. It's not that. It's the ex- Palouse brand ones are just regular lentils. These are like a dark French lentil. The Palouse brand, like that. You can buy the, I'm saying the Palouse brand, you can buy, you know, this kind. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I've bought those, but I don't think those are the French ones I'm talking about. I think they, Beluga lentils, I get, I've bought those. See, they have a lot of these from, see, red lentils, brown lentils, Beluga lentils, 
red kidney oh, you're beans, saying, chickpeas, gold Yeah, the brand, there. but different varieties. I see Beluga is the ones that I use for like a, um, what is it? Kind of a version of a doll, basically. And it's really good where you, it's really simple and not difficult to make. I think it's a Smitten Kitchen has a recipe for it. But instead of adding tons of cream to it, like, would probably be more traditional. Okay. You serve the lentils, like, with a crusty bread, a bowl yeah. of these lentils, and then you drizzle cream on it, put butter and cream on top of it, so it is... Ooh, that sounds good. So you really notice the butter and the cream instead mm-hmm. of, like, mixing mm-hmm. it all in. Mm-hmm. And it is... They are so decadent and delicious. <laughs> That's and good. really really good like really worth eating so now well, we really have now dwindled. we really we but that's beluga the... lentils that i use it they're the little black i mean they're really black they're black okay. lentils okay are they the little little small ones yeah they're like little and that. they hold their shape yeah better than like like yeah. a red lentil disintegrates really quickly yeah yeah anyways well all that to say Glad that Happy we Advent. I should say, guys, that, um, hold on. I think if you go to Canon Press, this is a work of work that is not at all finished, but it, but as much as I could get it done, it's done right now. That, which tells you, because you know how great I am at getting everything done right now. Uh, but if you go to Canon Press, uh, canonpress.com slash advent. Okay. It will take you to a page where there is actually a, a, I actually bothered to write out ideas, things that we've done oh, for Advent. It's you. an ebook that you can just look at it. It's a very short. Well, that's fun. Different gifts, things that we've done. There's the, then, uh, my Christmas caramel recipe is in that. Oh, well done. And you. the knitting pattern for the mittens that I did for our Advent calendar. It's yeah. A, but it's basically just a lot of different. I mean, it's nothing groundbreaking. It's just the things, the games that we it's might nice play to have for stuff Advent. In one place, though. So yeah, that... and ideas and things. And Advent for us this year will be totally different than it has yeah. been in the past. But but I'm just telling you, that's my tip for you. That's is CanonPress.com/slash/Advent, and you will. At that time, you can see it's like just a free ebook of ideas yeah, and things. This is because it takes too long to try to write out. An answer whenever people are like, What do you do for Advent? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, Wow. Yeah. We do everything. Just put it in one place. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. And also, a tip. Maybe yeah, I already gave go, this tip. Do it. Sorry. I don't know if I, if I gave this tip because I can't give tips before I give the gifts on the podcast. Yeah, that's hard. So, hard. but last year, a great gift that we did for everyone in the family, which was super fun, was I bought um, ramen bowls. Like, everybody's is a different you know like it's a deep bowl with the chopsticks and everybody has a different pattern yeah so anytime we have any kind of asian food we eat out of that but the kids totally love having their own that like that was a fun gift of like they have big koi on them or fun like i made a soup the other night that was like really it was like a lot of chicken broth and coconut milk and Thai chili paste in there, you know, like it was yeah. some peanut butter. It was really 
spicy. It was like it was snowing, and I felt like what we really need is like a yeah spicy something. Yeah. Anyway, I had like the shredded chicken and um, peppers and mushrooms in it, but it was a really like a thin broth. But then I just bought cheap ramen and like crunched the noodles into individual bowls with a big handful of spinach. And then with the boiling hot soup, mm-hmm. I just ladled it over and then put a little plate on top for a minute. Yeah. And then you can save the soup without it getting mushy, gross noodles all in it. You know what I mean? Like if you just keep sure. the dry yeah. noodles to the side. It's just saying with your ramen bowls. That's a hot tip. I'm just saying that's my hot I, tip. Uh, one of the best, somebody shared this recipe for a... Um, like maybe last year sometime and I and I made it and it is so good is this coconut chicken soup that is sounds similar except for with less it's just so good when someone is sick because it has mm-hmm. fresh ginger the juice of a lemon yeah. some chili flakes yeah. coconut yep. a little bit of fish sauce and then like cilantro and green onions that actually sounds very parallel to what I made yeah it also ours did had... not have noodles or peanut butter in it this one definitely had fish sauce and it had lime and it had yeah. cilantro. And it is yeah. so, it's very weirdly, bizarrely nourishing yeah. tasting. Like yeah. where you're like, this is everything I needed. Okay, yeah. we got to get ourselves yeah, out of here, do. don't we? We got to. And so, and I will just say, if you want to order people dish towels for Christmas, do it. Because I've got, they are flying out the door and overwhelming us with a pile of dish towels. So, Mm-hmm. If you and they are those are good gifts too because like I feel like you're not you're not committing someone to something like a sofa, you know it's <laughs> not like a lifetime it's just a dish towel and if they don't like it they keep it in the drawer, <laughs> so it's all right it's mm-hmm. a low risk situation. Yeah. All right until next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.